why don't you just go away? I knew I should have asked somebody else to do it. What were you thinking? How can you justify what you've said and done? Just go, just leave. To be dismissed by anything and anyone is, is never easy. We sometimes think that we've done the best we can, but for somebody else it's just not enough. Just not enough. To be dismissed and told that you're unclean puts us into the gospel that we've just heard proclaimed this evening. The leper had a very lonely and cold existence. The first reading says, ring that bell, wear it around your neck, and let everybody know that you are coming, because you are unclean. Do not come anywhere near us. Stay outside where you belong. That was their life. They'd already been dismissed by their family, by their community. They lived together in a commune, we might say, or a group that only they were allowed to be part of. It wasn't a group that anybody really wanted to be part of. They were disfigured, sometimes horribly disfigured. We still see it in many parts of the world to this very day. The hands that are barely stumps, disfigurement of face and body. And of course, to be a leper in the time of our Lord, you were also a sinner. And there were kind of degrees of being a sinner. And to be a leper was the worst kind of being a sinner. It was seen as punishment from God. And so the leper had a very lonely, lonely life. But it's that leper in his condition in his very sad and lonely condition that comes to Jesus in the gospel. And what does he say to Jesus? If you want to, you can make me clean. In other words, he knows that he's already breaking the law by coming close to Jesus. And he's not announcing himself either. says, what do you want me to do to make me clean, to make me clean, to be made whole? And Jesus looks at him, touches him, so again Jesus breaks down this taboo that you would never ever touch a leper for anything, because not only are you then unclean as well, but here Jesus breaks down this barrier to say, this man 
is a child of God. This man is a son of God. And of course, Jesus, in that touch, changes this man's life forever. Now, we don't know if he was born with leprosy or whether he contracted leprosy. It kind of doesn't really matter, you know? What matters is that Jesus goes to him, goes right up to him, and touches him and heals him. The power of touch. Talked about this a little bit last week in the the way that the hands of a priest or a a deacon in, in the sacraments of the church, they reach out and they touch us. In the beautiful sacrament of anointing of the sick where the prayer is actually, we now lay our hands in your name, O Lord, before we impose the gift of the sacrament of healing. The touch that changes and transforms, and it is total. It's not just partial. It's total transformation, total healing by God. I'm reminded of a story of St. Teresa of Calcutta, who was out walking with some of her sisters one day And she said, we found ourselves drawn to the side of the road. And there was just this big pile of kind of rags and dirty blankets and all the rest. She said, I went over and I began to to peel off one layer after another. And eventually I found an old man who was virtually half dead. His body had already been attacked by the animals, there was nothing there hardly. She said, but we took him to our infirmary. And she said, we washed him, and we covered him with a a sheet, and then he died. And somebody said to her mother, why would you go to all that trouble for somebody who was virtually dead. And Mother Teresa, if you ever read anything about her, had this inevitable, wonderful way of saying, but he wasn't dead. He was still alive. But he deserved to die with dignity as a child of God. That's all. She recognized in his t- terrible state and condition that this man was still the beloved of God. Now, we're probably not going to have many opportunities to perform those same actions, but we can reach out and touch the lives of our sisters and brothers and change them forever. We might not be able to touch and cure, but we can certainly touch and care. And that means so much to so many people. And I hope it means so much to us in our relationship with God. That God reaches out and touches that part of our lives that is unclean, whatever that may be. And God says, of course I want to. 
And when I come to Jesus and ask like the man asked, the leper asked in the gospel, I come because I say, Lord, if you want to, you can heal me. You can clean me. You can make me clean again, whole again. But that comes from our faith, doesn't it? Not to try and blackmail God. If you do this, I'll do that. If you do, etc. No. To stand before God and say, Lord, if, you, if it is your will, let me be made clean. And God who sees into the depths of our hearts, deep into our hearts, says, of course I want to. Be made clean. Be whole again. And of course, then the leper wants to tell everybody about everything that's happened to him. But Jesus says, you know, just go and give thanks to God. Go to the priest and show him what has happened to you. Go and make your offering. God wants us to be in that wonderful relationship with him. We don't need to go around saying we're unclean, unclean. God is calling us. God is inviting us to be part of his life and his love. We don't need a bell hanging around our necks or anything like that. But we do need to tell God that we are a sinner. That I'm, that I'm broken. That I'm hurting. That I ache. That there's something wrong and I don't know how to fix it. There's a sin that I'm dealing with and I don't know what to do with it. There's a cross that I'm carrying and it's weighing me down more and more. There's a wound that just won't heal. Have you ever gone and asked God to touch it? Have you ever invited him to touch that, whatever it may be in your life? When we go to adoration, when we look at that sacred host, we can feel the hands of the Lord just reaching out to touch us and to heal us. In a few moments, we don't just get to look. We get to touch the Lord in our hands, in our tongues, in our hearts, in our lives. We get to receive that healing power of God who always looks lovingly upon us. Of course I want to. So why do we still carry that burden, whatever it may be? Lent is just a few days away, begins on Wednesday. I wonder if during this Lenten season, there are little steps that we can make each day. Don't set your Lenten resolutions so high that they're almost unrealistic, you know? Because they just sound good, don't they? because I want to make myself look good. No, just start simple. What are those things you know and I know that we can do in the dailiness of Lent? Whether it is prayer, whether it is daily Mass, whether it is Stations of the Cross, whether it is adoration, whatever it may be, 
Start and then build. And every day and every week, get a little bit closer in your relationship and deeper with the Lord so that when it finally comes to us entering into Jerusalem to celebrate Palm Sunday in the beginning of Holy Week, we can say that we were ready and we are ready to enter into the Paschal mystery of Jesus' suffering, death, and resurrection. So he invites us. We've been talking about this the last few weeks, trying to encourage us to think about preparing, not just on Wednesday what we're going to do, yeah, there are certain things that we should do on Wednesday. It's a day of fast and abstinence. It's a day when we should come to Mass. It's not a holy day of obligation, but we should come to Mass, get Lent off to a good start, plenty of opportunities. Wear that cross with pride. Tell people what it's about. Tell them that you began a journey today or on Wednesday with the Lord because you asked him for something. You said, Lord, if you want to, you can help me. What did he say? Of course I want to. 